Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And man, I am having some technical issues this morning. So listen, I apologize for running a little bit behind, but I have got a really cool dude on the show today. My friend, new friend, he's a new friend that was introduced to me by a mutual friend, um, um, Mo Mo, I'm going to butcher your last name. It's got it's Nabulsi. Nabulsi. <laughs> Don't hate me, man. Don't so, 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 Mo, you are, um, you and I have had some conversation, and you're, you're, uh, you're a badass, man. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would. So, so, you know, look, this, this show is all about helping people get unstuck that are stuck in life. And, and I would say right now, oh, there's the dude that introduced us right there. There he is. There he is. I would say that, um, that, that a lot of people are stuck currently. And, um, you know, I think that it would be empowering to hear your story. So let's start with where you were born and raised. So I was born. Uh, can you hear me pretty good? Is the mic? Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Um, I lived here for, I would say, just shy under a year and uh, moved back to Beirut and uh, Lebanon, which is where I'm from. I'm Lebanese. I yeah. lived there till I would say, I don't know, eight or nine years old, something like that. My father passed when I was seven and it was shortly a year or two after that when we moved back here. And uh, and then I grew up in, in a little rural, rural part of the Northwest called Scappus. It's a little tiny town um, just outside of St. Helens, which is a farm town. People tell me when I tell them, Hey, I, I grew up on a farm. They don't believe this middle Eastern Arab looking fella actually grew up on a farm. I grew up on a farm. I bucked head at the whole nine. Really? Uh, oh yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. What kind of farm was it? So he, so my grandfather on my cousin's side, um, his name was Dell. He was a principal of a, of a high school and he, uh, also he raised cattle, uh, goats, Wow, um, couple some sheep, um, and yeah, I mean, I remember being like 11, 12 years old, waking up at five o'clock in the morning, and he's like, hey, "We're gonna go castrate some some cattle this morning." Had this little tiny like plier looking tool, and a little tiny rubber band that it would stick right on top of the. Oh my! God. While they're sleeping, while they're sleeping, he's like, "Yep, they just fall right off. Give it a few hours." Oh. My God! But yeah, so lots, lots of. I had a 16-year-old girl that that was incredibly strong, and I would struggle with these bucks, just trying to buck the hay up on the on the tractor. I got a tractor that rolled over me, rolled over my leg one time because I fell off of it. But the the ground was so plush, and, and that that basically the pressure just went towards the ground, and it was just it was kind of like going over. Uh, like some memory foam or something. So really, yeah, it didn't break your leg. No, no, it it barely even hurt. It was more like pressure, 
And wow. luckily it was around my, my thigh versus like where the knee joint uh, would be. So yeah. anyway, long story short. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I was raised on a farm and then we lived, uh, you know, there was nine of us that lived in a home pretty much majority of my life. Uh, my mother and my father. Um, so my father's, my father's brother is my mother's sister's husband. So my dad and his brother married okay. sisters and uh, wow. so really close to as far as like DNA. And so uh, I was raised in his home um, and it was me. He had three children, two boys and a girl. My mom had two girls and a boy. And uh, so we grew up very close, even though we we're technically cousins, they're brothers and sisters. So there's nine of us in this house um, and it was pretty crazy most of the time. Very conservative, very traditional, um, a little bit too conservative at times. And uh, <laughs> but yeah. the thing was, is that, you know, I was raised in a home of entrepreneurs. Um, you know, my dad, uh, he had a furniture shop in Beirut and right underneath where our apartment was. And uh, he also had uh, he started this car business. He was he was basically coming to the United States. He would go to the auction or he would whatever. He would find a car and he would fix it up and he would sell it, which eventually led and became um, our family business. Um, uh, my uncles got into the wholesale business. They're doing very, very well. And then when I came on board, it became the retail side. And then wow. but they've been in everything car, you know, the traditional, you know, uh, uh, stereotypical, you know, gas stations and restaurants. And, and now, uh, now two of my uncles are retired. The other, the youngest, the baby, he, uh, he's a, he's a, he owns a few bars. And so I've, I've learned entrepreneurship. I've been in the grind, um, for a long time. I was immersed in it. I was always curious about it. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, 15, 14 year old kid, I was 15 years old pumping gas at my uncle's gas station during, uh, <laughs> during the night hours under the table because I wasn't wow. legal age too. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's cool to see and be able to grow in that environment. Subconsciously, I just kind of developed that, I guess, some sort of discipline throughout all that. But, uh, wow. Yeah, man, so, so cool. you said stereotypical, what's that mean? Middle Easterns, you know, driving Mercedes and BMWs, owning gas stations and oh. <laughs> smoke shops and, you know, wow, Seven yeah. Eleven. <laughs> not not a Seven Eleven, but they're just uh, whatever they are. The AMPMs that are connected to the Chevrons and yeah, it's just wow, fun. yeah, that's awesome, man. It's yeah. it seems like every Seven Eleven I've ever been in was like had Middle Easterns, man. I don't know why. Why is that? What? Why? And and why is that so stereotypical? Seriously, I don't know, man. I don't know. You're either you're either like Indian or Middle Eastern or Pakistani. Wow. That's pretty much what I've. Found. <laughs> um, well, I, I will say this: that that you know, I know a lot. I told you before that you know, I have some really really good friends that are Lebanese and and being an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur um, seems to be kind of the, um, that seems somewhat stereotypical when it comes to le the Lebanese people are, are I, that I've, that I know are all business owners and very successful. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's specific to Lebanese. I just think it's that mentality of you come to the U.S., you got nothing but the clothes on your back, and you're going to make something to yourself or you're not. I mean, there's it comes yeah. to that. I think it's that discipline or the understanding of you got no other options, you know? Yeah, and, right. And, you know, it's funny because I could never hold a job long enough to make a career out of it. I was right. I quit. I think I've only been fired twice. No, I've been fired once and laid off once and all other times I quit. And, yeah. and it was very, very scatterbrained. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't last long enough, but I looked at every opportunity. Now yeah. that I look back on it, it has been some form of prerequisite to where I am today. And I, I learned something from that business, especially working with my uncles and learning the insides of businesses and how they're run and how they're managed and how they're structured, whether or not I was into the industry, if I enjoyed the industry or whatnot, which I didn't, but right. you learned something. And I look at it as kind of, you know, building skin in the game. And, 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 and I was able to understand like how to network with people, how to communicate with customers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just, I'm just blessed. I was blessed to be able to go through that and, yeah. and have at least, enough of a brain to be able to apply some of the so, <clears throat> so you went to but you were like how old did you say you were when you went back to lebanon we were i was born here and just shy of a year oh and old you were there until old enough to be able to fly back okay so you but you were you were in lebanon for how long probably like eight eight or nine years so you started school there then? Yes, I did. Okay. And is is English English isn't the the first language there, right? No, so Arabic is the first language, French is the second, English is the third, but they teach you all three. So you speak all three? I speak two. I used to be pretty broken fluent with French. Um, but I just haven't been I haven't been speaking it or practicing it, but you know, yeah, I, I can't understand fragments of conversations. That's that's my wife. She speaks French. Well, she speaks she speaks it pretty fluently, but no. so 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 you um, so you 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 started school over there. Yeah, was English real? Was it something that you were? really focused on my my the reason i'm asking is when you came back to oregon yeah oregon 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 yep yeah when you came back and you you know you're here you are a kid you're coming back from from lebanon and and you're now back in american schools how did that go for you I, i'm i'm curious so from what i remember um we had a so we had designated teachers so we had a designated english teacher you could only speak uh -huh. english and that was it and the french it was the same way um and and so it was very specific and you okay. know practice my mom always had me reading a lot she would read to me you know she was able to speak english fairly well um and so I don't think that the transition was all too difficult, even though in the home we spoke Arabic, I was reading like stories and books in English and I was being read to. Uh, so like, I don't really have an accent, but what I do 
that I've noticed one of the tendencies is that I do tend to slur words um, from time to time. Uh, but, sure. but, you know, I've been speaking English since I was very young. Yeah. I, I just, I, my, I guess my curiosity is, you know, how tough was it, um, as a kid, Yeah, you know, reintegrating back into, cause I would imagine that if you spent all those years in Lebanon, um, and speaking Arabic coming back here was, was right. there, I mean, I would imagine there was a, an accent and some challenges and yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, but the thing is like uh, us as kids, we, we spoke, you know, it was a mixture of English, French and, and, and Arabic oh, at the time. Got it. Yeah. So it was, it was like a hybrid, hybrid, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we'll be like, I'll be talking to my mom, you know, and it's just straight up Arabic. And then all of a sudden a few words of English and then back to Arabic. And then, so, wow. On, you know, and I think that's, I think that's common with languages, especially if you speak more than one. Yeah. My wife's, my wife's uh Puerto Rican Mexican. And so she speaks Spanish and when she does or like, wow. you know, it goes, it, it does the same thing. It's back and forth between English and Spanish. It's like, I can't remember that word. So I'm just going to use this language. Right. <laughs> pilot and then we're going to just flip it right back <laughs> oh my god and she's does she speak any arabic she she understands she's she's a lot better with understanding like you know uh words and conversations and things like that but yeah. she knows she knows a little bit i she, it's, it's a tough language it'll i will learn i will be fluent in spanish far before she will be able to even have a broken conversation in arabic <laughs> that's that's not to degrade her knowledge or or oh, right, right. intelligence. It's just it's a very difficult language. I'm it's sure a it is. different alphabet, and you're reading right to left, and it's just they look like characters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so you went you went to high school out there in in Oregon, and did you end up going to college? I briefly. It, it was like a momentary lapse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just wasn't my route. Right. Right. But you, so you, you immediately got into what the family business then? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so I, I would say around the age of like 17, I got into, started learning about affiliate marketing when ClickBank was just in its infancy. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I've always been doing, some form of internet marketing. Um, and uh, I've always just wanted to get better at it. So it took me from there to learning SEO to during the times where you could do a lot of black hat stuff, building silo sites and, and really just spamming the crap out of the, the algorithm and the search engine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and uh, got onto Facebook when it was first launched in 2008, it was very robust and broken and just crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, learning just just everything that I possibly can and applying that to whatever circumstance or business that I was currently in. Um, I would say that just learning digital marketing was just such a big curiosity for me, no matter what it was that I was doing. It was just something that I was, you know, just studying on, you know, the the, the other thing that was as passionate, if not more passionate, was was you know strength training and nutrition and 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 um 
anything that had to do with building up your body and then and then your mind. I was I was really I really got into philosophy and uh, personal development, and so they all kind of coincided with one another, and it was just become like this obsession. I mean, self education has been my best friend. Um, I'm, I'm not one to be, I just could never sit still in a classroom and learn something that I didn't care about, nor did I have any interest in. Um, I, I think the educational, educational system is just absolutely archaic. I, I think it's outdated. I think it's meant to churn out workers for entrepreneurs and that was the whole, you know, so it's just like, yeah. why, why continue with a broken system? So I agree. That's just my my two cents. Uh, so, you know, I, um, we're on the same exact page, man. Yeah, same exact page. I think it's completely broken. So, so um, along the way, did you? I mean, wh when did you realize, or did you? Maybe it was today. <laughs> I'm kidding. When oh, did you realize that? When did you realize that that having a job and is just not going to work? Like, like you said, you got fired one time. What what happened? Yeah. How, why'd you get fired? I think subconsciously I was messing up on purpose. Honestly, like I, yeah. I was like, oh, you hey guy, no, you probably just <laughs> sucked. Um, I was I was selling. So I, I, I worked at Costco and I was doing like the Costco bit. And then I got into, uh, I don't know if you've been in Costco, but they have, you know, the guys that are selling, yeah. you know, the, yep. in the little area and they have like Verizon, T-Mobile. Yep. Yep. So I was doing that. I made pretty good money, making a lot of sales. I did that for a couple of years. And then towards the end of that, I, I just started, I went from like being really good to just sucking on purpose in a sense. And I just, I don't know. I, uh, I didn't like it anymore. I felt I got everything that I wanted. I don't know why I didn't quit. I was a really stupid kid. Like I, I just, I feel like I didn't think things through very much. <laughs> uh, like more so than the average young, young adult. Right. Uh, and I would just, I had like the mind of a, of a hummingbird. I mean, just pew, 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 pew. Like yeah. couldn't, I, I couldn't sit still, nor could I focus. I wanted to go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it was just constant like that. And finally I was let go with that job. Wow. And, uh, uh, but at the same time, everybody that had been working there, like the turnover was insane. Like the same staff that was there when I started, it was a completely new faces. Yeah. Everything was just chaotic. It wasn't organized. It wasn't structured. I'm not, I'm not dissing them by any means. I'm just, that was my experience. Um, right. and, and I don't know. I just, I just got fed up with it. You know, I, I, I also like, you know, I barely graduated high school, uh, which is crazy, not because of intelligence or EQ or IQ, um, right. I didn't do any homework. I used high school as a means to socialize play music. And that was pretty much it. Like that, that, that was my, my, my experience with high school. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's funny because everything to that point, everything to the point where I finally like not found success, but to the point where I knew that I was going to achieve success, 
Yeah. You could look at my life and like, this guy was an absolute failure. And I looked at myself as an absolute failure. Everything right. that I have done, I was like, I mean, I, I cheated myself. I lied to myself. I cheated people. I did things wrong. I, I was constantly, I mean, I lied to everybody, but I lied to myself constantly. I was the biggest fucking joke, pardon my French. And the biggest thing. Is that French? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing, the thing that really got to me was, was to, I, 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 the thing is, is that I believe that what you feed your brain um, will eventually become part of your belief system. And yeah. how you see the world. We all have these these windows that we're looking through, right? Yeah. And 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 just because what if my perspective is this and your perspective is that doesn't mean that you're wrong and I'm right or I'm right and you're wrong. It's just that we're seeing something completely different. Your looking glass is entirely different than mine. Right. And I believe that what you stuff in here alters that. And so what I started doing was I started reading a lot more audiobooks. The, the the book that probably kind of steered me on this path more than anything that I'd ever uh, digested was Mastery by Robert Greene, which led to the 33 Strategies of War, which then led to the 48 Laws of Power, which then led to many, 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 many more uh, uh, books. And right. for me, what, what really kind of snapped some sense into me was knowing that I can do this and and I made that decision and I made the decision to leave this past version of myself behind to right. create this new version of myself so I had to let this old version die the liar the 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 jokester the guy that was completely surrounded in chaos that guy's going to die he's done I'm going to build this new guy and he's going to be exactly who I want him to be and what and at what point did you decide that? How old were you? I was probably like 25. Okay. And you made a conscious decision. Yeah. But wow. I, I was still messing up quite quite a bit because even though I made the conscious decision to build this new version of myself, yeah. It wasn't until it wasn't until my kids were born at 29 years old that I, I was, I was probably more transparent and more honest to say, you need to stop fucking lying. You're still lying. You're still lying to yourself. Right. You're still lying right. to yourself. You're still not doing the things that you said you were going to do. And that put me on a trajectory times 10. And even though I had been building the business prior to that, even though I had putting the foundational pieces, the next three years, is where I saw the most success that I've ever had financially um, and spiritually and physically. And yeah, it's like, the thing is, is that people think like, this is like an end all be all. We're still, we're still growing. We're still building. We're still evolving. Like yeah. I'm 35. I turned 35 this year. And what I want to accomplish in the next five years is going to like a completely different version of the person that I am today. Right. You know? Right. So yeah, yeah man. I'm 52 and and I'm still growing. So <laughs> like, it, it never stopped. I mean, I think that once you, once you say I've, I've arrived and I need not grow anymore, you're probably going to die. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's, 
is probably the end is probably approaching. So, so, um, you're the very first person to vape on my show. That's awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that, is that poor etiquette? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> you're just like I'd light just up chill. If I could <laughs> do what? I would light up a cigar if I could. <laughs> so, so. I, I, so, so at 29, you're, 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 you started having children and, yeah. and you had made the decision to, to become a, a new person. And, um, what happened from there? Did you, did you start a business? What, what? Yeah. So that was, that's only six years ago. Yeah. So I started the agency, but well, I started consulting many years prior to that. And, you know, I was doing the digital marketing thing, lead gen yeah. crap. And it was, it was, it was when around, I would say the official agency law launched at 29. Okay. And it was just me. Like there was nobody. Right. What do you want to call it? <laughs> right. And, um, I started, I started doing jobs. I got hired on, let's see, to a real estate brokerage through a friend of mine that connected me to him. And okay. I kind of, uh, it, it was funny because at the time I was like, oh, I'll get my real estate license. I'll, I'll do this. And while I build this thing and I can make money and blah, blah, blah. The universe works in mysterious ways. Long story short, <clears throat> I created myself a position in that company. And the only reason why I was able to sustain it for as long as I did was because it was like, it was almost treated like a franchise. Like I had my own little company inside of this company. Okay. And I was able to learn a lot of skills, skills I didn't, that I had developed, but not really. And, and uh, master some skills and have the time to do it while getting paid. And I was able to build relationships and partnerships and eventually led me to completely doing it full time. Wow. And in 2017, I had the biggest financial year ever in my life. And wow. in 2018, I lost 42% of my business. Wow. Yeah. Why? What happened? I, I, I scaled too quickly and I didn't, I did not have the correct and i didn't have a, a strong infrastructure got it and i didn't have the right people that can help me um and so it just started falling into shambles yeah so you know but and then 2019 was the year of rebuild in 2020 we've been cruising and so well we've, we've had the highest year financial year uh, last year and this year going strong, even with all this craziness right now. Yeah. We're, we've been signing on more e-commerce businesses than I ever have just in the last 30 days. Yeah. Um, and it's enabled me to build the company that I'm incredibly passionate about. The thing that has been just yearning inside of me for a very, very long time, which is my uh, coaching business. And it's not a typical coaching business. It's specific to working with entrepreneurs and business owners, guys that are very driven and disciplined that don't have a lot of time 
And the whole purpose is to optimize their brain, their gut, and their body. And it's not necessarily personal development. It's more from a neuroscience perspective. Yeah. How can we identify <clears throat> the things that make you tick and then working with the grain versus against the grain and yeah. then understanding that if this is not, if this is messed up, this is going to be messed up. Right. And if this is messed up, more than likely your body is messed up. And then everything else exudes, exudes beyond, uh, beyond that. And so right. we optimize the brain by getting it to function properly. We optimize the gut by making sure we're able to uh, uh, have good gut flora, everything that we need to, to be able to provide, uh, be able to assimilate the nutrients that you're providing that body. And then once everything else is in, uh, synchronized with one another, you, you're going to be performing at 100%. You're going to be having the energy that you thought you never could. You're going to be able to make you be clear minded, be make better decisions, have more energy with your kids, your family, your, your, right. business. you know, you could like, the thing is, is that if this isn't taken care of, like, I don't care how smart you are, how successful you are at some point, it's going to slow you down and you're not going to have balance. And, 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 you know, like that's why some of the most successful people in, in, in the world right now are like getting fit. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that trend, like, like yeah, actually starting to realize that, well, shit, I think I, I think I need to take care of this before it takes care of me. And I'm kind of shit out of luck. Right. You know, but it's not just like, hey, I'm going to get a six pack. Hey, I'm going to lose weight. Hey, I'm going to get on a diet that that's the biggest fallacy in the world right now is first yep. of all, most of the time it's not sustainable. And, and secondly, people, <laughs> Joe, appreciate you, Joe. Uh -huh. People aren't, people aren't susceptible to doing the things that you want them to do. They, they have to be able to do things like, for instance, if, if you can only work out 15 minutes a day, we're going to make sure that we're going to figure out a way for you to work out 15 minutes a day. If, right. if you're not going to, if, if I'm going to tell you to stop eating carbohydrates and you're like, I can't, I can't stop eating carbohydrates. That's not a very effective or long lasting form. It's not, we're not doing diets here. We're trying to do, we're trying to just completely change the way that you eat, completely change the way that you take supplementation and completely change the way that you, you exercise your physical body and your mind. So that's, that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm doing. That's um, awesome, dude. And, 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 you know, and I love is it. that. Is that, is that more of a passion for you than, than, all the other stuff yes is it yeah but it's funny all that other stuff is going to help me build this passion of mine this right skip, running funnels right it's my friend one of my brothers actually he said to me he's like it's interesting that the business that you built and everything that you've learned over the last whatever years is going to help build and propel this business that you don't even care how much money it makes because I don't, right. I really don't right. like, I, I, I just, I want to help as many people as I can in that industry. I just, and, and here's the thing. It's not that I'm, I'm completely putting aside the average human being. I just know that the average human being isn't going to have the amount of discipline and being able to invest, not just monetary investment, but, but actually invest their time to do this. And, and that's, you know, and, and I could be closing off a lot of people and that's fine. The thing is, is that I, I've, I've been around a lot of people in my life and I know the types of individuals that most entrepreneurs and business owners are. 
they're they're people that have at least the discipline to see something through yeah and 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 i'm gonna start with that that's not saying that i'm never gonna take this outside of that niche or those types of people at some point in time but that's where i'm gonna start and i'm gonna prove that this works and then we'll go from there wow so how many are you work so you're already working with some people Yes. And and is it one on one or is it group or how are you doing it right now? Because it's still in a testing test group. It yeah. is one. It'll okay. eventually be a group of no more than four to five people at a time. Yeah. Virtual and it's all it's virtual. Like it's yeah. virtual right now. It's been yeah. virtual. Um, but you know I'm here. I'm talking to them just like this. Yeah. I can test them. I'm with them. I'm con constantly modifying their programming, their nutrition, the whole bit. And, and I want to know how they feel every day. Like they, one of their tasks is that they have to keep a journal about how they feel when they wake up every morning and how they feel when they go at, go to bed at night, because that's, that's a awesome. big indicator of neurotransmitters and yeah. neurotransmitters will be able to help identify if you're foggy minded, if you're if you have clarity or yeah. if you're just, just you, you're lethargic, you have no energy. And sometimes right. your food, not sometimes, most of the time, the food that you're ingesting is a big indicator of that. If it's causing too much inflammation, it's going to block something over here. Right. And, yep. so, and everything is just one giant circuit. And so we just got to make sure that, you know, everything's working synchronized with one another. Yeah. So what's the, uh, what, what's the website for people to, to find more information about that? I'll put it up on the screen right now. It's in development. But they can, uh, it's going to be masteroneself.com. It's okay. almost done. It's going to be a full fledged funnel. Okay. Um, they can check out monobulsi.com, reach me there for the time being. And, uh, and you could display my phone number, which is 503 443 5932. Well, I'm putting your website up for now. <laughs> Hang on. I can't type that fast, Mo. Come on, man. Oh, man. Um, can. Come on. So, all right, what's what's the phone number again? 503-443-5932. Okay. New, buddy. This is new. I'm, I'm trying to get some case studies before we go live. You know, yeah. people need to see that it, it works from not my mouth. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> So, um, in development.net. <laughs> oh, so, 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 um, you know, what do you, what do you think in your, in your opinion, what is it that, that you think holds most people back in life from, from success, whether it's success in, in working out success in business, whatever it is, what do you think holds people back? That is such, I mean, that's a prolific question to a prolific answer. And, and, and I would say without sounding too arrogant, cause I don't know shit, but, um, I would say it's, I would say it's a belief system that has been, that has been wired and shaped over the course of their life. Just to give you an example, 
if you were raised in a wealthy family, okay, where let's say the dad and the mom have have built their success stone to stone from from the very ground up, and instead of you growing up with a silver spoon in your mouth, they actually instill these disciplines and these strategies and these tactics into you. Personal development from the day you were born, looking at the world completely different than how most people view it. Your assurity of success is pretty high up there. Whereas if you were raised by a wealthy family, and you grew up with a silver spoon. And yes, you may have had all of those great things with personal development, but you didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to grind. Most of the time, I think you're just, you're going to be coasting through life and you have no challenges. Whereas take somebody that's maybe raised in an impoverished area, location, family doesn't make very much. They're living off of food stamps, what have you, right? Right, right. In the dirt. And you're just going to get stuck there for the rest of your life. But the people that have had profound success have come from absolutely nothing. So what is yeah. it that, that stood them apart? Well, I could tell you right now, no matter what the world was around them, whether they, whether they engorge themselves in some knowledge, maybe a book or two or whatever, yeah. but a lot of times I think it's just them knowing that I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to figure out a way to get out of this. And most people do so. And it's not always pretty, right? The way yeah. that they find that success. But I just truly believe at the root of it all, it starts here. It's the belief system. It's right. I'm going to do something or I'm not. Plain and simple. Right. Yeah. I'm either going to have that belief or I'm not going to have that belief. And the number one thing that, that holds people back is going to be self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you were to, um, I mean, especially if you're coaching in the health industry, the health realm, um, you know, people, I, I mean, I, I told you before that I had Andy Frisella on the show and, yeah. and phenomenal guest and, and he, he's, you know, he, challenged me at the end to doing 75 hard. I, I was like, I, I told him, I said, dude, I didn't even bring up 75 hard because he goes, yeah, cause now you have to do it. And, and I, I, we kind of laughed and, and so my wife and I both committed that day on, on the live, um, broadcast that we would do 75 hard and we did it and we completed it and we didn't screw up one single step and it was close a couple of times, but we did it. And, and, you know, both of us lost around 30 pounds a piece and it was, it was unbelievable. And, and, you know, I, I, I mean, but what happens is, you know, you don't get to being 30 pounds overweight overnight. Right. It's a, it's a, it's, and it's, it's a belief system. It's bad habits. It's eating sugar. It's eating all the crap that you shouldn't be eating, but you do it anyway thinking, well, I can just go work out and then you don't. <laughs> right. So, so like, how do you, how do you get somebody to, and, and I don't know that you can, I mean, honestly, you know, when it comes down to that belief system thing, like how do you get somebody to have a belief system shift 
so they they stop the stuff that's making them fat or or lethargic or whatever it is how do you get somebody to have that shift well let me ask you this ken how are you able to do these live streams every day on the dot multiple times a day i i i can't do that right now right so but how, you can how are you right exactly how are you able to do it what is the thing that's motivating you to do so I have no idea. Just, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I made a commitment to do this show at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I do it. What's that? You enjoy doing them. I love doing it. Okay. So, what if we could find something that you love, even if it's minute? Like potato chips. Anything. to keep, Like, if I could tell you, hey, you could have potato chips in your diet, but there's going to be a limitation to how much you, I love potato chips. Huge <laughs> potato chip guy. Okay? Yeah. The thing is, is that one, one of, and, and this isn't my thing. Okay. This is, this is neuroscience that has been out for many, many years. But my thing is, is that if we can figure out your neurological profile, okay. Yeah. Then we yeah. can assess how to work with the grain versus against the grain. Identify the things that you can do right now versus the things that are a bit of extreme that yeah. that we can't stand for longevity, that we can't do and endure for a very long period of time. Just yeah. to give you perspective, I, you can't put me on a diet longer than two to three weeks. I'll crash. I'm a binge eater. I will literally eat everything in sight. Okay? <laughs> the thing that I do love is training every day because it anchors my day. So we could find some sort of way around that. Like I was telling you before, if if we can get you committed to two days a week, 15 minutes each day yeah, as a start and then build incrementally from that, we just have to get you to that habit. No matter how long it'll take us to get you to that habit, even yeah. if it's or two or three times a week for, for minuscule amounts of time, we'll get you there. And then we just have to add in the diet after that. Right. It's a slow progressive change. I love Andy. I think he's fucking awesome. But I think going to extremes like that is yeah. it, it 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 isn't long lasting. I don't think it's sustainable for anybody. It's not man. I mean, I I, I and look, I I I love him and his wife. Emily's a friend of mine too. And and I mean, I see what they're doing, but they're also in that business, right? right? They have to, if they want to be like, you're never going to meet a fat, successful personal trainer. Like there's no way, like that's not even real. Like, like, hold it. You're a personal trainer and you're fat. Olympic strength coaches though. I <laughs> Do what? There, there are some fat, overweight, old Olympic weightlifting coaches. Right. But, but their knowledge and expertise is beyond and. So people overlook it, but yes, I, I truly believe that. I don't. I think you should hey, be playing the part. My my buddy Eric Cornelius is is obsessed with your beard, dude. You got to get closer to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to be honest, I I wanted to talk about that perfect beard you have, man. I mean, thank you, man. It is like here. Let's go full screen. Get closer <laughs> to the camera. Look how perfect this beard is. It's unbelievable. There you go. There you Dude, go. How in the world? Who does that? How did? How'd you do that? So, so 
so you're saying that changing somebody is is um you know it's man that is so hard to do because i'm a coach i coach people and and overnight man it's not right how long did it take you to instill some of the disciplines that you have now a freaking yeah so that's that's it's just silly it's silly to assume that someone is just going to all of a sudden stop everything, all the habits and the tendencies that they've developed over the course of their life just to do something. It's just bananas. So I, you're, I, you're a good coach. You're not somebody that's going to be like, stop the potato chips, you fat ass. <laughs> no right. more cookies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Incremental growth. Uh, lifetime into an actual change to become hey. a, a, not a diet anymore. Ken Wallace coached me, but I'm still. <laughs> so what, what do you say to that? I have an answer for that right there, Eric Cornelius. So what, what do you say? If somebody's like, yeah, Mo coached me, but I'm still fat and, 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 and can't get into shape and life sucks. I say, stop being a little bitch. That's what I would say. <laughs> Right. If you ever want this perfect beard and these perfect biceps, don't be a little bee. So, so dude, I, I love your approach. I, I really do because I think that there's, there's, um, there's a certain amount of in your face that, that works. Right. Right. There is a certain amount of in your face that, that, um, he said, look, I take it back. I hate his beard. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You see what Joey <laughs> Mo's going to go shave his beard off now because everybody's. So, so, you know, but your approach of, 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 you know, I don't even know how to put it, but it's, it's like. It's not the in your face, you got to do this or I'm going to stomp a mud hole in your ass. And it's more like, like, Hey man, we're going to, we're going to move into this and, 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 a, and a, we're going to be gentle about it. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be in your face when, when it calls for it, but it's, right. it's, it's to make a point. It's not to, I'm not a drill sergeant, nor right. do I think everybody responds to that. Part of, part of identifying your neurological profile is also understanding the type of personality that you have. Right. If I need to be gentle with you, then I'll be gentle. If I need to be aggressive and in your face, then I'll be aggressive and in your face. Yeah. If I have to be more analytical and systemic and have to draw you charts and all this crap, then that's what we'll do. Right. Everybody learns differently. It's, it, it's silly to assume that one size fits all, which is what programming generally is. Yeah, that's my wife. It's a lifestyle change. That's that's my wife right there. I mean, you can you you know you have to stop eating chips and ice cream and like you're a human being. Like, you you know what I mean? Like even The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, has a cheat meal where he eats twenty thousand pancakes and French toast with peanut butter syrup every Sunday. Like, like that's just ludicrous. Like you can't you can't assume that you can't do those things. And you know? he's ripped. I mean that dude oh, is ripped. He is huge and ripped. He's huge. He's yeah. just stacked. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude's oh. a giant. So man, I I think that um, 
I think you need to to um, I think everybody needs to go over to your website. I've got it scrolling across the bottom. Appreciate I think everybody needs to. Is this your cell phone number? Yep. Everybody needs to to give you a call, send you a text message, especially Eric, since he's so obsessed with your beard. Um, but, you know, I think that that you've got a good thing going, man. And how this is recent that you started this. Yeah. So like it hasn't even been 90 days that I, I decided to, to, <laughs> to pull the trigger. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what's it cost to be in your group? So the initial group is going to be around $5,800. The test group is 3,500 right now. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And that's for, for how long is that? It's going to be 90 days with me. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. All right. So, um, oh my God, Eric. Oh, <laughs> he has issues, man. Don't, don't take his call. So, um, anyway, dude, I, first, thank you. I appreciate you getting up early. I don't know if you got it, had to get up extra early or not, but, um, 4.30 every day, doesn't matter. 4.30. What time do you go to bed? So I I go to bed between like 10, 10.30. Um, and I'm up between, anywhere between 4 and like 5, 4 and like 5.20. Something wow. every day. Um, and it's not intentional. It used to be intentional. Wow. Now, but I also, I like it. You know, it I, I keep the same schedule. I, uh, I have a morning routine that I like to do. It's nice once in a while when I do sleep in till about seven o'clock, you know, and get, get a little extra hours of sleep. But if yeah. I do it every day, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd get too lazy. Yeah. Wow. But that's, wow. The other, that's the other thing. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own sleep cycle. Like, right. like you know, Bezos, he's in the office by 10 AM. He's a billionaire. Who's to say, right? Right. Right. So, everybody's different. Everyone's different. So don't look at me like, Oh, this guy must be getting it. Cause he's up early. That's just, that's just my, my, my clock of yeah. when I need to be up and perform. I cannot, I have tried to go to bed early. I can't, I, I can't, I lay there. I'll lay there until if I, if I, I've never even tried to go to bed at 10 or 10 30. <laughs> I've not, not once. Cause I, I, I don't know. It's just something about me. I, I feel like I'm missing out on something. I, I don't, Last night I was on a live stream with my buddy Glenn Morshower and 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 some other people. Joe was on there, um, and it was we didn't finish until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, see, I would be as a zombie. Yeah, I got five hours sleep last night. I'm all right. Good. Yeah, I have a friend that goes to bed like at seven. Jeez. A.M. No, no, seven p.m. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. No. And he's up by I two. I couldn't do it. Versus day. It's 2 a.m. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't do it, man. But again, everybody's different, you know? Different. Everybody. I've always been a night owl and I get a lot done. Something that you might find interesting is identifying your chronotype. So if you just Google, like, what's my chronotype, you could take a test and it'll help identify your, your chronotype. 
Is your friend six years old? <laughs> That's it, Joe. You're blocked. He said, he said that a minute ago. He said, Mo has me blocked. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, dude. Listen, man. Thank you for taking the time and being on here. You've got um, there. My, my wife just posted that up there. So identify your chronotype. That's interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. There is, uh, yeah, there's a sleep doctor that talked about it. Uh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's a whole, it's a free test. I think it's, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. I think it's the sleepdoctor.com. What do yeah. you say to, what do you, before we go, what do you say? One last thing, like there, there's a lot of people right now, Mo, that, you know, mm -hmm. I know digital marketing. I've done it for 26 years. Yep. You know, you you know it. There's a lot of people that are familiar with how to make money online, working from home, whatever. But there's also a lot of people that are that don't know that they've waited tables for 10 years, or they've they've you know whatever they've they they're not working right now because of this national self quarantine, forced quarantine, whatever, like, what do you say to these people that are, are not getting by right now? Move to Beirut, move to Lebanon and see how easy you have it <laughs> in the United States. As, as far as like, what is a strategy that they could implement? Yeah. What, what do you, what do you do? So selling your knowledge and expertise is a multi-billion dollar industry and growing. Yeah. And right now there is data that shows that it's very successful people, the Frank Kearns of the world and many, many yeah. others are making a killing right now. Their, their sales are three times, if not quadrupled. Um, E-commerce is a big thing, but I wouldn't suggest anybody jumping on that. What you can do is right now, Facebook ads are down about 53% last time I checked. Um, and so you can capitalize on that. So your dollar is going to stretch a lot further for running Facebook advertising and you don't have to get too crazy or methodical with it. You, you can right. even just start posting your stuff on Facebook organically, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. You can create a course very easily using services like Kajabi. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, one of those, uh, I believe one of the, like the online educational tools are giving like a free 90 day trial right now. Yeah, I don't. I know Kajabi has. Um, I, I'm a I'm a Kajabi partner, and they have a. He's going to comb his beard. That's awesome. Yeah, Kajabi has has a. Um, Eric's Eric's going to freak out over that. Um, so Kajabi has. I'm I'm a Kajabi partner, and they have a a um, free 28 day trial. Um, but I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I don't know about 90, maybe if it's available, I can find out, but it's a great way. I use Kajabi and I use knowledge link. I'm partners with knowledge link Two amazing platforms oh, yeah. just depends on what you want to be able to do with it. And I agree. And they you. have a material that they'll show you. They'll walk you through it, how to do it. Yep. I'm not endorsed by them whatsoever, but I'm saying if you're stuck right now, you know, think yep. about. What, what, what knowledge and expertise do you have? 
And don't don't downplay yourself or anything. Like you'd be surprised what people will pay for. Do you know how yeah. to fix lawnmowers? Because mine just broke. And uh, I would pay 20 bucks to learn how to fix it without having to invest another three, $400. I would. You'd be surprised yeah. what people would pay for it. Yeah. And leverage that. And then utilize a system like Kajabi that'll show you step-by-step -step how to put it all together. And it's it's not, you know, it's, it's a lot easier than what most people think. You got a cell phone, record yourself, demonstrate, have someone hold the phone for you while you're yep. doing the thing that you're doing and show people how to do it. And people will pay you for that. And then you could build a business that you never thought you could. And who knows, maybe that's something that will lead you to a down a new path. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Got to get innovative. That's what you're saying. 100%. 100%. People are buying Facebook ads right now more than they have. People are still buying ads on Instagram. People are still buying on AdWords. Like, People think yep. that people are just no longer buying. Everybody stopped buying. That's not true. Why would they like the, the numbers don't lie? What's existing right now in the world is that people are selling a lot more than they usually have. And people yeah. are, are still pulling out their wallets and their credit cards and they're making purchases. So yeah. put position yourself in a place where you can do that, where you can start selling and, and offering people a solution to something they thought maybe wasn't a problem, maybe is a problem. And, and, and use your leverage, your knowledge and expertise. Yeah. Love it, dude. Love it. Everybody call Mo, call him. Yeah. You got his cell phone number. Here it is. I'm going to pop it up one more time. Dude, I love it. It's, his, it's so professional. Visit his website. It is professional. I feel like <laughs> I'm on like CNN or something, but it's actually true news, not fake news. Right. It is true news. <laughs> It, yeah. Please don't ever compare me with CNN. Oh my God. Never. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. Dude, you rock. Hey, I appreciate everybody watching. Thank you to anyone who shared this out. And um, Mo, I appreciate you coming on, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a stellar Don't, don't hang up on me yet. Don't hang up on me yet. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys later. I'm going to end the live stream. We will see you all later. Thanks, Mo. Peace.